Welcome to another episode of My Creative Journey. I'm with the one and only Lee Clay Bang in the hey, building. What up, what up, what up, What's what good, up? brother? Chilling, man. Man, uh, oh, it's been a minute. A long minute. It's been a long, a long time, yeah. brother. So I'm excited to have you on this episode because I was like, man, I got to get him on. Let me see. And you, you're a busy brother. I couldn't, I couldn't just get you on that same week or next week. <laughs> it, like he, he hit me up like less than 12 hours. Like, yo, we have to reschedule this. Like, you know what I'm saying? I live by the Google. I, look, I live and die by the Google calendar, man. Me uh, and the wife be on the Google. So oh, if yeah. If it don't fit in there, we got to figure it out. You know what I mean? I hear but that. Thank you for having me, man. Of course. Of course. Appreciate How's your family, it. man? You know, I'm an extra girl dad, a girl dad of three. So it's, uh, you know, it's an interesting uh, situation. But I just had a baby not too long ago. So I have an 11-year-old, 9-year-old, 1-year-old, as you know. And uh, it's been um, it's been a process, but it's been like a loving process to see everybody kind of change in regards of like the help, right, with the new baby, okay. my wife having a third kid, me being a father of three. Um, so they're gonna bounce COVID, that number out. Y'all huh? gonna bounce that number out? No, nah, no, no, no. The clock is <laughs> the, the 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 shop is closed. Like snippety snip snip. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, like, oh okay, we for sure okay. closed. So if something happened with then me and wife. You gotta have a talk. Oh, hello. Okay, hello. No. <laughs> Right? No, but everything's good, man. Thanks for asking. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. So so you DJ. I do. I do. All right. All right. So this show is about, you know, creatives mm -hmm. and their journey and how they ended up getting to DJing, wow. whatever they're, you know, what they do yes. creatively. Yes. So how did you tap in? Wow. Okay. Let's see. It's, it's an interesting uh, journey because my first love language with hip hop is dancing. So b-boy. So I'm a b-boy first. Oh, I got to see that. Yeah. So I'm a b-boy first. And it was interesting because I started breakdancing b-boying in 1986. I remember the day, um, you know, breaking was out, obviously, B-Street, all that type of stuff. But my cousin Frederick taught me how to pop. And this was in the city of Pomona. And, you know, when you pop, you at the time, you're popping more to like funk beats and things like that. So it was like always, music is always a thing. It's a it's an even exchange with dancers, right? Okay, dancers so so what, 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 what time frame were we talking about? Like, what, is this the 90s? This, I just, I had to ask. Well, so this particular scenario I'm talking about is the 80s, all right? Just, just being around music, music, listening to music, music, music. Then I would say the 90s, early 90s is when like understood what an actual turntable was. Because, you know... Everybody had turntables in their um, in their houses. Technique, not even techniques, but just just regular turntables because everybody were playing the forty uh, fives. Okay, you're, you know what I mean. You had the Jackson Five ABC on that joint, and it'll play automatically in the crib. So it's like just being around that particular intro turntable, which is more like commercially produced. And then the nineties, I would say junior high, high school is when I understood like, oh, this is an actual instrument that people use to play music on at parties. Right. Cause obviously there was like the junior high dances, mm -hmm. the proms and all that good stuff. So high school is definitely when I started to play around with vinyl. Right. Uh, my buddy Donnie at the time, all we did was go home and practice dancing every single day after school. But in between our breaks, so you had a jury, jury core, like, like, <laughs> like I'm just trying to like imagine. Well, it was the '90s, so you know we had there was braids. Obviously, it was the flat tops for the most part. Um, but I, I think I was was I, I was just doing. I was like the Nas, you know what I'm saying? I had the even Stephen with the waves. You had to, okay. Oh, you had the waves. The brush in the back pocket all the time. Okay, okay. and you this is you're growing up in the city of Pomona. So this, so now, okay, so I need to rewind my bad. So Pomona is when I got introduced to hip hop culture, right? Dancing, did that. I lived out there for about eight years and I moved to a place called Ontario. So in Ontario is okay. where 
I developed my um, love for hip hop culture in regards of dancing and really representing as a b-boy. Like I would literally enter competitions, pop and like studying techniques and things. Then we moved out of Ontario to a place called Ranch Cucamonga. So I grew up in a 909. Yo. So Ranch Cucamonga is a real place. Yo, I was about to say that. You know what's so crazy? I moved here and my, my father-in-law, he was like, yeah, I got a doctor's appointment. Yeah. And I was like, where at? And he was like, yo, Rancho Cucamonga. I thought he was joking. I was like, man, stop playing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mind you, my, my, my father-in-law is Mexican. Yeah. So I'm looking at him like, yeah. you ain't never seen Friday. Like, how you See, know? I don't like, man, Friday did us dirty. Yeah, man. yeah, because we all dirty. thought it was a fake place. No, nah, man, it's a, it's a very well, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a place. It's a place. Yeah, I didn't know that, man. Yeah. That's mad funny. So I went to high school out there. I went to high school to a place What's called your I don't want the high school. Baby. E E E A G. Hey, come on. Oh, uh, yes, come on. Okay. Now we we uh, got some really dope <laughs> basketball players that came out of there. But high school is where I where I cut my teeth on the turntables because, like I said, you know we would practice every day, and in between those breaks, my buddy Donnie um, had a technique with a Vestex turntable with a uh, technique turntable with a Vestex mixer. Twelve hundred. Yeah, twelve hundred for sure with the Vestex battle mixer. That was like the standard at the time. Okay. And he had he was collecting vinyl. And we would just play, mix it in. There was a game we called called Mix It In. So one person play a record, next person put a record on and try to blend it. So this is like before computers, you know, you're literally trying to figure it out with your ear. Like, okay, is that on? Oh, let me slow it down. Let me pitch it down. And then we would get better because one of our friends mm -hmm. was a DJ. So he was the DJ. We were the B-boy. So he would like teach us stuff. My buddy Ed. Shout out to Ed, man. You did a lot for yeah. me, boy. The brother Devouet days. Um, so that was like my first encounter in love. And then just started collecting. Started collecting after high school. Uh, when I first started DJing, was with my um, buddy Subita. We were reggae DJs. So all we did was collect 45s. And I was really big into like Rastafarianism and just reggae culture. So out playing live, first time on turntables, was reggae music, pure reggae music. Then it bled into hip hop. And then okay. here we are now, 20 something years later. It's now a business for me, but more on the the corporate side of things like weddings and things. Not too much club stuff, but more so just like weddings and nonprofit events. So, so, so it's funny because so I'm from the DMV. Yeah, right. I got DC, you. Maryland, Virginia. Hey. You know, throw it up. Come on, Chocolate City. So <laughs> I um, which is not chocolate no more. It's some white chocolate. Uh -oh. But uh -oh. yeah, you know what I'm saying. We ain't gonna get to that politics, but. When I grew up, we were always going to Go-Go's. Like my mm -hmm. uncle, he was a promoter. Shouts mm -hmm. out to Uncle Rasan mm -hmm. and Uncle Corey. They were like, yo, this is what, what we do. Yeah. So they were doing all of the like, backyard band, Northeast Groovers, all of these different bands. And I remember that's what I wanted to be. Mm. I was like, yo, I'm going to be a percussionist. I'm going to play the Congos. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. call them Congos because they have congas and bongos together. Gotcha. So they're like, yo, I'm going to be a Congo player. Uh. And um, plus my grandfather, he he was doing it in the church too. Okay. So I was like, yeah. And then when I got up there, man, you, you got to wait on people. You know what I'm saying? You got <laughs> like seven people yeah. in the band. Like, yeah. yo, he ain't coming to practice. Yep. You ain't yep. got the equipment. You yep. ain't got the drums, all this stuff. Yep. I was like, man, I ain't doing this. Yeah. And then I was then one day I counted it. I was like, yo. I'm like at a um, backyard was playing. I was like, yo, this person, it's about 13 brothers up there. Yeah. And I was like, yo, who is getting paid? Yeah, yeah. I was like, no. So I'm standing next to the engineer, <laughs> next to the soundboard. And at that time, it wasn't like, oh, you had, you know, your reverb, your compressors all built in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they had like all these boards on the outside, outboard gear plus the board. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yo, this is mad work. Like this is crazy. And I ended up being a DJ. 
There you go. I was in middle school, man. They called me DJ Quail. DJ Quail. DJ Quail. What? <laughs> and I had some uh, some Stanton Straight Twenties belt drives, mm. so I had to throw the record forward oh, yeah. to catch it. Yeah, because they had the direct. Yeah, yeah, I had direct. So I was like, "Dang, man, this is a this is something," you yeah. know. And, and I like at the time I was actually like moving. If you see, I have vinyls everywhere, yeah. and I was like actually like switching them. And it, it was cool, man, yeah. for the time that I was doing yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. I, I love it. it. You know, it was crazy that I recently just inherited uh, my buddy Ryan Young's Rest in Peace uh, record collection. So he, oh, how he many was, he got? Dude, I have thousands of records in my house right now. Like, it's crazy. Because I thought I had a lot of records, and I, and I sold a lot of my records. Why did you do that? Well, you know, there comes a time in life where you got to make some decisions if you want to, like, you know, I had we had to move. It was, you know, a lot of stuff. You should have only on. sold the disco ones, man. Yeah, Just only sold. What's those. funny is I sold a whole bunch of those, but a gang <laughs> of my jazz and hip hop joints. So I was like mad because when I started collecting vinyl heavy, that was more when I was just doing more beat production. So I was sampling a lot. I was sampling a lot, but then I was just. I would just carry vinyl. I never had turntables uh, in my earlier stages. I was always just play on people's stuff, but I always had my vinyl. Always. Dope. Yeah, man. Dope, man. Dope, when you get dope, older, dope, you dope. buy your own gear, you know? People let you borrow stuff, and now, you know, you can afford whatever you want. At, you know, if you're able to, then get all the bells and whistles. Yeah. So, so where has the turntable helped you travel? Where? I mean, <clears throat> you know what's crazy about that question is, I think it it has helped me travel to to crowds that I never thought I'd be in front of, right? Um, like for instance, there's a company. Why am I blanking on the name right now? Um, wow. Okay, we gotta edit that part out. I'm trying to think of the company name, but the music in general, I never thought that I would be able to make money from providing a vibe for people that I really enjoy. Right. Mm. I never thought that because like, you know, coming up, it'd be like, all right, here's 50, 60 bucks, play some records. You know, we in a pool hall, play some records. We're like, oh, cool, $50. But then, you know, going into like these corporate events and doing like, you know, being more professional about it because I'm not just DJing, I'm hosting it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a whole, it's a whole vibe. So be able to provide that. I, I'm really in tune with that process on making sure people's special days are very just like something that they're always going to remember. Because I, I pride myself on providing a soundtrack experience to those days, whether it's a birthday, a wedding, baby shower, whatever it is, I approach it as if I'm going to be receiving these service from myself. And you know does that uh, kind of like segue into the vibe experience? Is that what that is? You know, yeah, what I'm saying? yeah. The vibrate spinner, uh, the vibrate experience is just an extension of stuff that I was already kind of doing with my boy Sahi. Shout out my man Sal Mine, and we just came together as two married men. Um, that's very into music, cigars, wine, traveling, fashion. And we just say, you know, we always have these conversations. Let's put something together and just put it out there and see what sticks, you know, and not have any type of um, expectation. Just provide a vibe. So early on, we knew this is something we wanted to do. So, you know, we did like a cigar event. We will always kind of pair it around my DJ mixtapes releases. So we would like do something at Second Street Cigar Lounge, invite people out, teach them about cigars. And we're talking about the mixes and music that's playing, right? Or like you've been to the Backyard Boogie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so it's for like sure. Domino it's tournaments, wine tasting. Yeah, it was so just experience. a lifestyle. You know, it's just yeah. a lifestyle, just really appreciating the things that, that you may have looked down looked down upon at one point or just didn't have knowledge of because we're all about you know well you know well crafted vibes on purpose 
whether that be you drinking your glass of water or taking a walk or really understanding like what a clean house means to you or smoking a cigar. What does that mean? What region is it from? What's the wrapper? What's the filler? What's the binder, right? The grape, the wine, what region is it from? What does it taste? How does it land on your tongue? Just like really being present to those experiences and enjoying them for what they what it's worth. You know what I mean? And just kind of share it out. And we just give reviews and do stuff like this. You know what I'm okay. saying? So if I write experience, baby, it's a, it's a grown man that's grown man thing that's open to everybody males uh-huh. and females and just people who want to get their vibe right you know what i mean i feel you i feel you so what what was like a pivotal moment throughout your journey when you were like heck like i'm doing this and not only is it helping but have you ever felt like there are certain sacrifices that that you know records have taken away from your family or, you know, like we 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 do things as creators, right? I know even me being here, there's a sacrifice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So has have you ever felt like that? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> especially when the, the gigs are piling up, you know, and again, like you know, I said, I prefer I, I prefer I I approach it very professional. So I'm taking that time to really build my sets or trying to get my energy right or doing music research. So that takes the time away from dinner, from waking kids up. You know what I mean? Because I'm literally up late at night trying to figure things out or get my mixes right. You know what I mean? So when there's a season when there's bookings coming in, then yeah, it's just. But the thing is though too. It's all about communication. It's all about communication and aspiration and like, what's the goal? Like, is this going to help the family? Is it not? And that's where me being a grown man have to understand, like, not all gigs I'm going to take because number one, it doesn't always have to benefit me financially, but it just needs to make sense for my situation. Right. Like I'm not going to break my neck to go to a Wednesday night spot when I know Thursday morning to get up to make breakfast for these kids and do three different drop. You know what I mean? Like back in the day in my 20s, it's like, now nah, I'm going out, I'm making it happen every single day. And I did that. I did that because here's here's the thing about me. Lee Clay Bang, I, I'm not a one trick pony, you know, like B-Boy was my first love. Actually, rap too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have albums out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, mix it. oh we so gonna get that on camera. It's, oh, listen. <laughs> oh, we gonna it's, get this everything for show. So it's everything. So like, just those particular elements, hip hop in general. There's been a lot of sacrifices, a lot of relationships ruined, a lot of relationships gained. You know what I'm saying? Time that I can't get back. People that I have lost that were very de- near and dear to me because of maybe it was a route I took or this gig that I took or didn't pay someone or didn't get paid, whatever. Just a lot of new relationship things. So I've learned a lot just kind of being in the scene from a very young age um, to now and just having my business with, you know, more professional DJ in regards to just like events and weddings. It's kind of just my lane and not just stay in my lane. You know what mm, I mean? So okay. has there been sacrifices? For sure. Has it been worth it? I think so because it, it shaped the person who I am today. But now I'm able, I, I have more discernment now on what's going to make sense for my my situation because I'm very very sensitive to like me being present for my kids' life, and like especially events and being there for my wife because those things you can't you can never get that time back. Never. Gigs will come and go if it's meant mm-hmm. to be. Gigs will come and go, but family time, lifetime pouring into your kids, you don't get that time back. Okay, so. I have I have two questions. <laughs> I have uh, all right. So, top three, only top three. Oh, here we go. <laughs> he said, top three rap artists. Top three? Damn, you just like a top five. Let's see. I know, I know, but you um, know what? I'll no, give no, you the no, five. Let's, no, let's do no, three. No, no, because no, let's you know, do three. Let's do three. People, all right, let's do three. Let's we keep it three. at three. We keep it at three. I already know what mine's is, but I'll, I'll just keep it at <clears> three. Um, all right, I got my three. 
I would say, and this is no particular order, right? Karis one, Common, and Black Thought. Oh, so you talking about real MCs. Oh, that's all I know. Oh, oh that's okay. all I know. Okay. <laughs> Come all on, right. man. So, Come from the cloth, baby. The three top DJs. Three top DJs to me? See, this is going to be, this is a, a biased thing because I grew up out here, right? So I would say J-Rock from the Beat Junkies. Uh, this guy named Gabriel, uh, for he used to be from Immortal Fader Fighters, a uh, very pivotal person in the um, underground hip hop scene in the IE. Um, Gabriel, so I would say J Rock, Gabriel, and uh, one of my other favorite DJs, rest in peace, is Al Jackson. Uh, these are all LA people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, now, if I had to go outside of LA and say, like, who were some of my favorites, I would definitely have Rock Raider up there. I definitely have DJ Jazzy Jeff up there. And then I like, um, oh my God, what's my man? Not Total Eclipse. What's my man's name? Oh, not Funk. What's my dude's name? I'm blanking right now. So we just we'll keep it at that. So I got that. That was five. It was five. If you look at if you look at that was five. That was five. That was five. But you know, um, to, to also I want to make sure that I say this. A lot of people think that like. DJ Jazzy Jeff was just like Will Smith's guy. It was oh, no deeper than it was, that. It was not he just deeper than that. He scratch, bro. Like this dude no, was dope. Not, not only that, it was like, <sighs> and I'm so glad that Will said it. He said, I was the MC and DJ Jazzy Jeff was the DJ. Yeah. So this was the time where the DJ meant way more than the MC. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's why like, I'm so glad that he actually said it. I'm like, yo, like that is so important yeah. for people to understand that the DJ rocked the crowd. They were the celebrities. Mm -hmm. And the MCs were just the host. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, at, yeah. at that time. Yeah. So I think that that's dope that you actually threw him in there. Well, you know what? If I'm being transparent, like, I didn't really give Jazzy Jeff his flowers until maybe the late 90s. Like, I already, I knew who he was. I know he was dope, right? But I didn't understand, I didn't really know that he was producing music like that either. So when he came out with The Magnificent, I was like, Oh shit. This is this is that bop right here. This is that yeah. this is that Neo Soul vibe, you know what I'm saying? Hip hop soulful stuff. And then I started to get these mixtapes they were doing like early in the 2000s. And that was when I was like, this dude's the GOAT. This dude is like literally one of the greatest. Yes. One of, one the, of greatest. the greatest. One of the greatest. One of the greatest. And, and still killing it. Oh, yes. Still doing still doing, it. still doing shows around the world. Yeah, literally. Man, I took my world. Hat, hat off to him for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it's so so amazing to see people. In their element and like really continue to grow. Yeah, he'd be like, "Yo, he, he's getting better." You yeah. know, like, and yeah. I think that that is something yeah. in itself. Like, yo, he's like at this age and still getting better. Yeah, you yeah. know, and that's how I feel. Like, my favorite rapper is Nas. Oh, okay, right? You know, let's see. This, we went with four or five. Nas, I know, Nas no, no, no. is in there. So, hold on. so, so <laughs> it wasn't like that before. It I was not. Was it, it was Jay. It was. Um, these last three three projects has just been super solid. Oh my like, gosh! Stupid, like dumb. it. Oh my gosh! Like yes, a hundred percent. But I think it was when he came out with the album and he had just got a divorce, Ooh. and he got the the uh, one with the wedding gown, and he said, "Life is good." I think yeah. it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he he's there, and and I and I was listening to it. And I was like, "Dang!" And then of course Jay Jay eventually. I don't know when. I think it was after that Jay dropped four for four, and I was like, "Yo, this joint's hard." Uh huh. But it didn't feel like, how can I say, like, 
it got better over time. Mm. It, mm. I and it's I know a lot of people may like scrutinize me in the comments for that, but I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine. <laughs> but it, it it's like a, a certain vinyl that I got. I'm like, man, like I got the Rapture by Anita Baker. Like this just gets better over time. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. when I play, you know, Nas now, I'm like, man. He in his pocket with, with his boy. Like, man, it just is getting better and better. Like the second win. It's crazy. Yes, it's crazy. It's like he just came out. You know what I'm saying? Like the hunger in it. Exactly. And I think a lot of people have to understand, too, that as we do grow, like, mm -hmm. you know, we evolve. Yep. So Quincy Jones didn't produce Thriller until he was like 45. That's true. Very true. And people don't, people forget that. Yeah. Like he was in his 40s yeah. when he actually produced Thriller. So I think, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, depending on, you know, your artist of choice, if they're truly evolving, like a Kendrick that I like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They just keep getting Ooh. better. First of all, can we talk about Kendrick's, that, that new video that just came oh, out? Oh, the, the I mean, Nipsey joint. I don't want to date this interview, but, that, you know, I mean, you know we could. I throw it in so there. It's kidding. about you, though. But okay. I throw it in there. Because we are in the city of Compton. Hello. You know what I'm saying? I can say that. <laughs> Dr. Dre was here this week, actually. Hey. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. He was actually here this week. He uh he was doing something at Compton High. Because okay. it was actually the first digging to um actually build a new oh, facility. Oh, word up. That's yeah. what, 2025 is coming or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's in a couple of years. It's not that far. Okay. Before you notice, you're going to be driving past Olympic-sized sw swimming pool. That's wild. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, anyways. All right. All right. So. So, but... I thought that it was really dope. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect his face to change. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, all right. So I'm like yeah, watching the joint yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm listening because I'm like, I want to know like sonically how it sounds, mm -hmm. like how to well, Ali mix it. I, exactly. How to Ali mix it. Because I actually know like a lot of these people. Like, Shouts out to my boy, Ali. You already should know. Um, but as I'm listening, I'm like, man. <laughs> that sounds good. And I'm like looking and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing too. Yeah, yeah. Because us as music junkies, we also are like looking for things. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Opposed to enjoying it in that yeah. moment. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. With Kendrick, because he he he's the GOAT, I have to listen. Mm -hmm. He makes me listen. Mm -hmm. So when I was actually listening to it, I was like, oh, he's saying something. Like I still have it on repeat because I'm trying to, I'm trying to like dissect it because I know. There's a reason why he did it that way. You know what I'm saying? Because e there's even parts on the song where he's off beat, but he still keeps rolling. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's intentional. Yeah. You feel me? It's not like he recorded vocals, sent and they put it on a track. He, was, I'm sure they were in there creating that joint. You know what I mean? Yeah, for but sure. It's coming out. So we'll, we'll, we'll see as more uh, get out there this week. So I'm excited for the release. I I want to, this is what I have to say this though, since What's you said that? it. You said the word dissect. Yes. You Do you listen to that podcast? No. Oh, so- <laughs> Literally, there's a, a podcast and he does like this guy, he like, it's called Dissect and he goes into Kendrick's lyrics. Really? And he it's dissects them. Well, like he, well, does, he did Kanye okay, okay, album. Okay. He did like To Pimp a Butterfly and what he's actually saying and what it means. Yeah. So when you said it, I was like, he probably said it on purpose, but you didn't. <laughs> but, but you didn't. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Oh, I, okay, now I'm on it though. Just, yeah. Here we go. But, now but back to, to, to the one and only. Uh, you feel me? Okay. Back to the one and only. What made you keep going in it? Because you could have easily said, all right, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Like, we go we go through these situations as creatives of, like, we have our peaks, valleys, and, yeah. like, 
triumphs and more. So well, why, why continue? I mean, there was a few things that I did have to let go, right? Like MCing, it's just, it was something I was always passionate about, something I did since eighth grade, whatever. But in order for me to, I would say, number one, save my marriage at the time, um, I had to let it go. I had to let it go. But I didn't let go of music all in all, right? So when I let that go, that's when DJing really started to play a pivotal part of my life. So now what keeps me going is, I would even, honestly, I would say the mental health aspect of it. Because I'm such a creative uh, human being. Like if I don't have any creative outlets to go to, then everything's just kind of bottled up and life's not good. You know what I mean? So mm. it's like, whether I have a gig or not, I know I can always go in my garage, get on the turntables, pull out some vinyl or pull up Serato and just play music. Because music will take me there, take me to, I can dictate my mood with the music. You know what I mean? So I would say what keeps me going is the sanity piece. Because I love it. I love it. Now I'm able, you know, I get paid to do it, which is great. But I also do gigs where I don't get paid just because the passion of the music and wanting people to hear new songs or a new edit or just feel good. I'm all about it, man. It, that that's what keeps me going. And my kids love it too. They be they be trying to DJ. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like what it's not a thing I want to force on them, but I'm definitely gonna show them how to do it properly just so they know. You know what I mean? So what keeps me going is being able to continue to provide that vibe, man. Cause life without music and being able to control it is is it's not it's not good. It's not good. So with it is it's great. Okay, what oh, this is a good one. I got a good question. <laughs> If you could, and I, I actually I stole this question from somebody, but I don't care. So look, <laughs> if you could create your like your own show, mm, right, mm -hmm. dead or alive, three people who would perform? Jesus, you coming with these loaded joints? <laughs> oh, I love that this is on the spot because it's it's more organic. I know I hit you. I was like, anything I need to prepare for? I said no. <laughs> like no, 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 no. I'm like, oh, this brother no. gonna hit me with so. Um, dead or alive, who will be on my show? Three. Three? Who's performing? <sighs> Man. Um, you know what, though? In between, I'll give you two DJs. How about that? Oof. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Like, that's not I like bad. That. I like that. So who will, who will be on my, my show? Three. Three people. I definitely got the one and only Bob Marley on there. Oh, I, I was thinking him. Woo! I got Bob Marley on there. Um, Bob and you gotta, you gotta include, two more acts, right? No, no, you gotta include the group. You know what I'm oh, saying? The Whalers, come on now, come on, get, oh, yeah, yeah, the original that, that Whalers, come yeah, on. the With original. Peter Tosh in there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the 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 foundation. Um, I would have Gil Scott Heron on there. Oh, wow. like, but, but in between, who who's the DJ? Oh, in between that, oof. You know what's crazy about that question? I would have to say. You gonna say yourself? No, 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 no. no you're funny. <laughs> He's like, oh, no. I'm gonna kill it. I would say my boy, rest in peace, Raj G. He was a Lamert Park prophet. We call him. Um, he just had a way of blending jazz sounds and hip hop together. So I think that would be in reggae. He was a Rasta cat. So I think segueing from Raj G Bob, from Lamert. Oh man, you better look him up. He was a beat maker too. He yeah, DJ all that. He was uh, Raj G was was it. Okay, cool. I'm gonna yeah, look him up. I'm gonna yeah, look, him, look up. him up. Yeah, he yeah he collaborated with Flying Lotus and all these dudes. Like he's he's he was the real deal, man. Left too soon, brother. But he he would be, be someone I would put in that that slot right after right. Bob. The, the Bob, transition. Right. So to Bob is opening up the show. Uh, 
You said this is the show. Okay, I got to say. Okay, 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 okay. Damn. Okay, so I got Gil in there. So maybe Gil opens the show. Maybe Gil, Gil opens the show. Gil opens the show. Okay. Then it goes. Raji comes through. Raji comes through. Then you got Bob Marley. All right. All right. And then now. Oh, oh Jesus. Who's the last DJ who going? Damn, who's segueing after that? That's gone. They have to be gone? No. Oh, they can or be present. Oh, yeah. they can be present. Oh. Dead or alive. Oh, gotcha. You said dead or alive. You're right. Um, I will throw, shoot, I'll put, let me see after Bob. I will put either J-Rock from the Beat Junkies or. No, 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 no ain't no oh, one. Or, you got okay. one. All right, I'll put, I'll put, I'm putting J-Rock in there because he he just gets it. He gets it sonically. He J-Rock. Gets, and who is like the headliner? Ending the show? Who's ending the show? Is it Aretha? Who who's ending the show? <laughs> we mm-hmm. went. So I got Gil. We went soul to Ooh. reggae uh-huh. to. Ooh, so I gotta have some some uh, some head nod up in there. Who who's doing the head nod for me? Shit, if it's present day, I might have Kendra close it out. Um, oh damn, because this is gonna kill me right here. All right, I'm, I gotta have my guy comment. I gotta have my guy comment on there. I gotta have my guy comment on the on the on the show. So maybe I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna flip. It. Okay, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm gonna flip it. So I'm gonna go Gil Scott, right? Uh-huh. To Raji, to Common, to uh, J Rock, to um, Bob Marley. There and that's go. how we close the that's show. That's the show right there. That's the that's show. The sh- that's the show right there. Right, and you gonna MC? Yeah, I'm a host. I'm, I'm a hella host. I'm showing out that night. Okay. I'm all right. All out. right. All right. Well, that that that's that that's it right there. That's the show of all time. Yikes! Right. That right? show be called the Vibe Right Experience, baby. <laughs> You feel exactly. me? Where is it located? Oh, man. You know, I really love shows at the Hollywood Bowl, but it's just a really big venue. This would have to be something intimate. Like, mm, you know what? I would do this at the old school House of Blues I was on Sunset, right? Very small, acoustics is banging, very small and intimate, because I think that's the best way to see a show. Okay. You know All right. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So that's For where sure. we at. We at the House of Blues on Sunset, period. No no stadium concert here. This is, you're going to feel every every note, every strum of the guitar, every everything. You feel me? The bass drum, the everything. Come on, man. Get out of here. It's going to be right. crazy. So as we're closing out, I have two questions. Yes. Right? The questions are, like, how can people find you? Yes, sir. And also... What can we expect mm, from you? Uh, well, we actually, get, it's three, but continue. Three. <laughs> I got three. I got three. I got one more. Yeah, one more. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at Lee Clay Bang, L-E-E-C-L-A-Y-B-A-N-G, and Vibrite Experience, at Vibrite Experience as well. That's the podcast kind of uh, crew page with my boy Sound Mind, or www.LeeClayBang.com, SoundCloud, all that stuff for mixtapes. Uh, what's coming up? That's the question. Well, what, what can, can you, we expect in the next five years? Whoa, in the next five years? Jesus. Um, I would love to put on my own show. That I, I love that idea of like curating my own showcase, like my own actual headlining show. Not not like me to be in it, but me creating it and the whole vibe, right? I think that would be dope. I think the podcast will be on a whole nother level. Um might even be a running show in the mix, right? I can see that happening, taking a tour around different uh, parts of the world with me running and interviewing people. Remember that running is a vibe. Um, so I would say that, and 
just like being able to travel, I, I would say within the next five years, I definitely want to be in the motherland. Like I, I want to be able to like do a gig out there or something uh, overseas. I want to be able to DJ overseas at some point. Um, yeah, and just vibrate experience merch, right? And these kids, these kids growing up, fatherhood. That's that's you could definitely catch me in five years having fatherhood <laughs> locked up. Um, but that's about it, man. Just just creative, just keep bumping off the mixtapes, you know, vibrate experience podcast, and uh putting my name out there, Lee Clay Bang, hosting DJ. Let's go. Okay. And the last question is mm-hmm. what words of wisdom would you tell someone? Um, I would tell people or a person that it's all about the process. Enjoy the process to your your big goal, to your big dream, whatever that may look like. Because the current kind of climate that we live in artistically is that everything wants to be microwave. Everybody wants to microwave their way to success. Everybody wants uh, the flowers and success like like that without going through the process and understanding like what it takes to get there. Um, so I would say really enjoy that process. It's going to be hard. You're going to get some no's. You're going to feel like some days that you're not the the artist you thought you were or the person you thought you were, but if you just stick through it. Because if you can get through that that process and that, that grid that grid lock, then you'll be able mm-hmm. to be resilient when you get to that goal. Yeah. And you'll be able to maneuver it and keep that longevity longer versus trying to be famous or come out with a catchy thing real quick or trying to just maneuver or you know, burn bridges. Don't do any of that. Just go through the process. You're going to experience that during that process, but just experience it. Allow yourself to grow. Allow yourself to fail. Allow yourself to succeed. Put yourself in uncomfortable positions. So I would say definitely enjoy the process. Be uncomfortable because if you're not a comfort, if you're not uncomfortable during the process, you're not stretching yourself. You're not. You're not. You're not letting your body, your mind, go places where you don't didn't think it could go. So definitely keep that challenge there. Just stay steadfast in that process, man. Definitely, definitely. Thank y'all for definitely watching another episode of My Creative Journey. Also, you can catch Monday through Friday, a Bible verse from your boy. Definitely see the number below. Just text it. And um, we appreciate y'all. It's a vibe right experience. Hey, let's go. You know what I'm saying? That's how we do. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace.